1: It's time Marcus for us to help them defeat the negative you fire insurgency me up, man in their lives. you fire me up Are you ready I'm ready Let's roll. Let's
0: roll.
1: I got to tell you man when, when I think about you know the guy that's coming on today's show I I just it's it it boggles my mind
0: I'm excited too I mean I grew up in in that world. Oh my mother's on that side of the family, so it's it's going to be a good time to go down and pass like that, especially with one of its greats. Oh,
1: one of its—I mean, the, the greatest. The greatest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he—you know—he's considered the Michael Jordan of the bull riding world, right. right? I mean, you can't beat that. But Which, what,
0: what does that tell you?
1: What, what <laughs> does that tell you? All right, well, but before we get there, slow down, right? Because I'm I'm itching to 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 jump on that bull right now, get it going. But let's slow down. And just, you know, start where we need to start. We just want to welcome, you know, all of our listeners to the Team Never Quit podcast, right? I mean, this is the place to come for the greatest never quit stories, because these stories are the true stories that will ignite the legend in you, that will allow you to come out of your shell to overcome the obstacles of life, to face adversity, and to dig deep and to realize that, guess what? We all have what it takes to never quit, right, Marcus?
0: That's it. Born with it, no matter what.
1: No matter what? No matter what. So one of the greatest things that totally unifies us is, is the fact that we all have it. It's inside us, isn't it? The never quit spirits in every one of us.
0: Sure, I, I mean, we, we both believe that. Everybody on here does. You already have it inside of you. I mean, and you, you either find it by yourself or you find it with other people through other people
1: other people, right? And that's what our mission is here today, to bring on those other people onto the show, these great human beings or human beings that are just like you and I that have somehow dug deep and found the ability to never quit in the most extreme circumstances you can imagine. And, and so that's what our mission is. And if you want to, you know, become a regular guest, go ahead and go to the website or a regular subscriber, go to the website at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast and subscribe to our newsletter, to our show, and where you can have our shows on demand. And and if, and if that's not a place and you prefer to be on the move and on the go, and you can still do it on your smartphone, you can t- still listen on the smartphone at the same uh, through this your same browser. Just go to teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast, pick your show and roll. If you like iTunes, which so many people out there do, Go to your iTunes podcasting app, subscribe to our show, and you'll have us on demand any day of the week when you drive into work, when you're in the gym. Fire us up or the show that inspires you the most and listen to Marcus and I and our guests help inspire you to to really learn the never quit mindset. I mean, that's why we're doing this, right, Marcus? Absolutely. Now, before we jump into the interview, we're going to talk right now Uh, about a historical moment we like to do these little historical moments about about you know to get you prepped and and get you prepared for the person that's coming on so today's historical figure in particular is a gentleman by the name of denny flynn all right denny flynn was inducted into the rodeo hall frame in 2010 now this guy said
0: tough bastard and
1: you know how like you get that uh the The gold coat at the NFL, or you get the bus at the Major League Baseball. Whatever. When, when you get inducted to the Rodeo Hall of Fame, those guys get beaten down. I mean, it's like a it's like the Hall right? I mean,
0: because it's pr- it's the toughest sport on the planet. Those guys are going that Hall of Fame is just that's the that's the, that's the, the toughest they come right there. Well,
1: if you don't know about Danny Flynn, there's a great uh, video about him on the pro rodeo com website now. And he's a guy that never actually won a world title. But the guy, you know, he finished three, third three times. He got second a bunch of times. Uh, he's got the second highest rated score in pro rodeo history, Right uh, with a, a point a score of ninety two on a bull named Ed Pivick at a Cheyenne, Wyoming, back in nineteen seventy four, and that record held for fifteen years. Marcus, yeah,
0: look, I mean, you you hear names in every sport and everything, and then some of them when they break through that 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 barrier, they cross over, and then you got to appreciate country boys and country and and how we you know our music because of, look, he never won that world title, but some of them guys didn't, some of them did. When they start writing songs about you, I mean, Don Gray, Jim Sharp. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he's in that league with them bull boys. You just hear, and you will hear, because it resonates. That that's how that. I mean, we live to tell those stories and hear those stories, and they resonate they, through generations. My son will hear about them on down the line. So, yeah, man. He,
1: and that's why we
0: keep these bringing these historical moments back, right? To pass on these. Sure, I mean, what he does. Plus, with, he was a tough bastard, right, too. And what I he mean, did. Look, you just pull out, pull bull riding aside. Pull that out of the equation. Jack, just Roger, tell just kind out. of what kind of guy he is, right? Just yep. No matter what he did. Think about it like that. What if it, if it was a completely different job or a completely different sport, whatever it was, he would take a beating like that to keep doing the job. That he loved doing. Right. I mean,
1: there's one story about him where he he, he, in, he had in a competition where he's going to have to ride not, 10 times, right? Yeah. He, he broke, or nine times, he broke his ankle on his eighth ride, got it casted, and then for his 10th ride, he rode with a cast on yeah. his ankle. Right? He also, there was a whole other incident where he was almost gored to death in 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 on in a rodeo and I mean, and the guy cowboys, walked off the yeah, those uh, cowboys was are tough
0: man I, look there's certain things you can look for what like makes them so tough tell me what do you man think? that's the that's the same thing they ask us in our community what makes them make I don't know a strong mama I guess <laughs> that's got to be it yeah, right A strong well, mother well I will
1: tell you what <laughs> with a guy we're bringing on today I mean this guy. I mean, he he. I mean, he is tough, right? Right. I mean, he's actually tough, and 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 so hopefully he. <laughs> gonna- <laughs> his mama knew his he, he was so damn tough. He
0: na- just went ahead and named it. Just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you?
1: It'd be like if your name was Hard Latrell, right? Because, right? I mean, this
0: dude must come from rough stock. You you to across. It's kind of <laughs> like those. May, look, when we guys walk in, you immediately size him up, right? You yeah. Check the ears out. They got those cauliflower ears. You know, he's got something on him, man. Them old cowboys the same way. Their whole body just looks tough. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> rusty-ass hands. They, they walk. Yeah, man. They're they, they <laughs> like, good God. They saunter, God. man. Right. <laughs> anything that, anything that tosses, gets on the back of a 2,000-pound pissed-off animal, man, is somebody you don't want that is determined. You probably don't want to tangle with. Furthermore, and
1: for, furthermore there's just something about them that that is unique. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to find out, Marcus, because... We're about ready to have on the Michael Jordan, the bull ride, and the, the this incredible dude. So I'm super fired up, man, to, to welcome. Let's get him on the air, shall we? Well, I'll tell you what, Marcus. One of the things that I love about coming to the TNQ headquarters, the podcast headquarters, because I come to Texas, and and there's something that in Texas makes me. I don't even—I don't know what it is. It's, it's that—it's that old school Texas mentality. It's the cowboy. It's when you talk about going hunting, when you talk about you know the horses, and you talk about just being from Texas and living. and living, living the Texas life, <laughs> Just right? living, yeah. It gets inside me and gets me—I I don't know, man. Because you know I grew up in South Florida, where the retirees are, right? right yep. I grew up under where you go to the beach and people lay around on the beach, but here people are living. They get outside. They push themselves. Oh, Oh. It's
0: because we don't have a beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what you do have are rodeos. You got uh, that cowboy heritage. You got what, what makes.
0: I mean, just to sum up what you're trying to say, man, Help sweet. So you got to find something for the damn toughest we got. I'm cowboys and rusty hands, some bitches. It just came. Nothing meaner than them. All right, to find. Nothing. Yeah. There's a sport that exists and a life that exists to occupy their time. (laughs) That's the dude we got to have on here today, and that's who we got. So everybody that we bring on that I that I personally know obviously affects me in some way and provides a strength for a weakness I have. Right? right? You're about to meet one of them. Well, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am so honored
1: and privileged. To meet what, what many consider to be the greatest rodeo rider in history, Ms. Mr. Tuff Hedeman. Tuff, welcome to the show with us. Thank you. How are y'all doing today? Oh, man. Glorious. Lord, good, I, now good I'm now?
0: surrounded by cowboys right now. I mean, that's a that's pretty awesome, right now. I just, I'm just looking forward for he, you know, he's proud of his that South Florida deal. And I, I I just can't wait for him to <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be officially like I live he in Texas. You like <laughs> never met nobody like this dude, man. You never met nobody like this dude. Well, it's so funny, and then I we were chatting a little bit about T- tough when coming on when we were thinking about who's on the short list for this show. You know, I'm like, all right, I got to bring some people to the table, and I didn't know that that Marcus and y'all were friends. So I, I went yeah, out to, I, my, I, you I, know, I. my buddy Dave Corlew, Charlie Daniels' manager, and I said, you know, I was telling him about Joe He goes, you know, who you got to have on a show, the baddest cowboy who's ever lived, and that's Tough Eat'em. And I go, who's Tough Eat'em? And He looked at me, he's like, what are
0: you talking uh, about? Uh, <laughs> I have conversations with people, and they think, you know, seals talk about, oh, man, you guys, this, that, and the other. Well, the one unique thing about our perspective, about my perspective, is I, we see how exceptional people are, behind how tough they are. How tough they right, are. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and tough, when, I, when people, you're the tough. Right, when people talk, ask me, and they're like, oh, I know. And I'm like, man, do you, you ever even heard of a, a bull rider or a cowboy? And, they, and I start telling stories. I'm like, you don't know what tough is, man. You think I, I can handle some shit these guys <laughs> and just see their face like I never even knew. so this is me connecting those people in my world that that aren't connected with the, with with this so yeah. you guys are going to well one of the things that I love you know
1: and, and 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 we'll get into you know some other things but you know I mean you you are you know I, I mean you've won more championships in bull riding you basically invented professional bull riding you know, you, you were, I don't know, you know, I, I mean, you won so many world champions when, when all the stuff, when I was reading about you, they compare you to, they call you the Michael Jordan of bull riding tough. And, and I know you're probably a pretty humble guy. Marcus said you were, but you know, it, it, that's a pretty amazing achievement. Do you, do you, you you, love? I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable. You know that, right?
2: Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm certainly proud of, you know, I had, I had a great career. I think it's a, it's a, it's a little overstated sometimes, you know, I, I was very fortunate to uh you know have a, have a passion uh you know for, for for riding i started riding when i was four years old and uh you know the same feeling the, the rush of adrenaline shoots through you at four was the same feeling when i got on my last bullet 35 and it's just uh, cool. it's it, it's a challenge and uh yeah i mean but you know looking back you know you say you, you you're fortunate to be here you don't know how you live through it and there's yeah. a couple of times that we're we're pretty iffy. That's
1: good. Cool. That's good. Cool. We're gonna get to those. Let's just get them 'em let's get them warmed up, Marcus. Uh, we gotta really, yeah. get get them warmed up. All right. So oh yeah, so yeah tough, man, man. tough what we do is when every guest set comes on, in order to limber up, right, in order to stretch out and get that, that prefrontal cortex firing on all cylinders, right? Uh, you know, we put it put you through the mad minute right now. The mad minute is is used to really get a lot of information out of people fast, right? And get brains working and all that. So we're going to fire these questions at you. Rapid fire. You give us the first thing that pops into your head and just to get warmed up for what's coming next. You're You good to go on that? Yes, sir. All right, you here we go.
2: Yeah, you, ask, you, ask, you ask me a, a stupid question, I'll
1: give you a stupid answer. How's that? <laughs>
2: I love it. We'll I love see. It. Don't, don't, we're, don't, about, don't, we're about to find I mean, out. <laughs> you, you might have to get the bar pretty low to, for, to get any quality uh, uh, and answers. I trust your I brother me, brother. already
0: took this one, <laughs> so. Yeah, he. he Marcus you to get lower a, than I go. <laughs> Marcus was our first interview, so <laughs> was, we're, we set it
1: low. <laughs> All right, here yeah, you look go. look who's writing the questions.
0: <laughs> hey. This look who's writing the questions, brother. Like, I mean, they're gonna you, they're gonna be great. <laughs> All
1: right, here you go. Ready? First question is: uh, What if you could live in any era in history? What era in history would you live in?
2: Uh, I would have to be living like in the in the days of the westerns, the Westerners of John Wayne, uh, Lonesome Dove oh,
1: that's time awesome. period. That
2: uh, that looks to me like you know. Watching, watching Lonesome Dove*. You know, I actually was on the set uh, when they were shooting. I got to meet Robert Duvall. And got to be good friends with him. But, but watching that and uh, you know, just the way that you talk about toughness—you know, what those guys had
0: to oh, man.
2: Know, do and endure to do what they wanted—it was pretty That's awesome. My oh,
0: brother got to go to the Lone Survivor reunion, *Lonesome, or, Dove. Uh, Lonesome Dove* reunion, uh, the other day up in uh, wasn't where was that? SFA It was in Fort Worth, right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there. It's so cool. Damn it! Really, really cool. You missed another like one. It's like a Texas thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a qual, man. I almost didn't marry Mel. I mean, Melly, if she wouldn't have seen Lonesome dub we couldn't get married. That yeah, was a cryout. Yeah, like, it's a rite of passage, man. We, it, when it's raining, or if it's, it's on TV. It's that's coming a, on. That's yeah. the go. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put a TV in the house that just plays that. I don't even know why I haven't done that.
1: All right, next question. All right,
0: yeah. all right, Cadillac or Lincoln. I
1: like <laughs> all right next oh, question yeah. if you had to get in a fight with one who would you pick John Wayne or Clint Eastwood um
2: you know getting your ass kicked by John Wayne would be cooler than getting your ass kicked by Clint Eastwood <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, either one with my ass I would have a great time it'd be awesome right. it'd be a boom, hey, boom all right brother <laughs> uh, more dangerous an angry woman or an angry bull Oh, angry woman! <laughs> hell of a lot more dangerous. A sound. lot meaner. Hey.
2: <laughs> and, you, and, you piss and them off, they will. Na- g- they never, and they, and they never. You know, once they get mad, they never get unmad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they, it doesn't it run out of them. Right, right. <laughs> way it goes.
1: All right, all right. Here you go. Right, all right. Uh, what are you most afraid of?
2: Um, something happened to my kids. Right on. That's all good. Right. Favorite superhero? No, I'm not I'm not afraid of really anything happening to me, you know. But that's the only more. fear that's the only fear that I really have is That's a good fear that to that have. Play. I
1: think all all parents, especially pops, we have it. It's in us, right? Well we can't control it. Yeah. That's the
0: yeah. not to work
2: and that's, and that's the scary part about right. it.
0: I mean we live in a world that we don't control anyways, but we build up skills well enough to survive in it ourselves ourselves right right our kids don't have that yet that's a scary hey bro i'm on yeah, the, and,
2: and the thing is that you, you never really want your kids to go through a lot of the things that you have had to go through pain. that right. made you who you are and made you made you physically and mentally tougher than you know someone else absolutely just because yep. of the things you've endured but you, you don't want that for your kids but at the end of the day you know they have to go through some of that. Sure. They got
1: to take the pain too to well, become
2: the, yeah. the, the the real guy. I mean, I told my both my boys. I said you, my older ones, Lane and Trevor, and they're they're the they're the highlight of my life. You That's know, we talked cool. about you know a little bit about my my career, but I'm much more proud of them than anything that I ever did. God bless you. But I said, you know, when I went to college, I was the poorest kid in school. You know, I drove down in a 1960 three buick this was an this was an 81 so everybody has their new new trucks new cars that they got for graduation i've got this 20 year old buick that's about <laughs> two, two city blocks long but and, awesome you know, but, hey, but it's it was fine rider man it got me from point a to point b and I, it was good but i told my, my sons i said you know i never want you to so you you know you'll never know what it feels like to go into a restaurant with your friends and tell them that you're that you're not hungry you already ate because you don't have any money oh wow that's heavy you're too you're you're too proud to say hey can you buy me something to eat you know you just you don't have enough to eat and so you when you're leaving you reach and grab a handful of fries when they turn their head oh (laughs) man i said that's that's how i was when i was in college i didn't have you know i didn't have a you know a lot of money. I was I was in school, hey, William, and you know, I would go. I would actually go work on a rant on ranches, you know, during the day work cattle or whatever. Fifty bucks to kind of to kind of get me through it. But you know, looking
0: back, it made me. Made you who you are. Made, right. made, made, me, made me tougher, stronger, and so, made me better. He went to a college up in Sol Ross State. I had part of my, some of my crew went there. So right. we'd have to do that drive. And I, I mean, my brother and I would fish through the parking lots to find some money to go buy three hush puppies at the Long John Silver <laughs> for lunch, man. Same way. Yeah, I, 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 I never had so much fun in my life being as broke as we were in college. Everything went to pay for school. Right, <laughs> right, right. And I mean, you want to talk about in the middle of nowhere. Best Mexico trip I ever had, though, is on. Never mind, that's story. That's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, So Ross is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you're cowboying up there. You go to school to cowboy up there. I mean, that's. It, oh, yeah. God, no, that's man. cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, tough. The last question I was going to ask you was, "What's your greatest achievement?" But I think you've already te- shared with our listeners that it's your family, yeah, it's your children, it's your boys and your newborn, uh, the people that are around you that you love. So, I, I mean, I don't even need to ask that one. So, let's just get right in to the the meat and potatoes of this show and why people come to our show out of as opposed to any other millions of the podcasts they can choose is because they really, they know when they come on, they listen, they download this show, they're going to get stuff that's going to potentially change your lives. And our our slogan is, great stories ignite legends. So, you know, if you could, if you could share with our audience your greatest never quit story. Well, probably, uh, you, know,
2: you know, I wrote professionally for, for, for 10 years and, you know, never had any, you know, any real serious injuries and then then i had a neck injury uh which you know i was paralyzed for about 20 minutes and which that was probably the scariest moment of my life and wow. then i was off for a year and i didn't know whether whether i was going to be able to you know, compete again at, at all and so i went back to the doctor after a year and he said hey you're, you look good you're good to go and you know i said you know can i ride and he said you know that's that's your decision you know you're healthy uh you know i had a plate you know had to play my neck and whatnot so <laughs> I came back and i would already won uh i'd i'd won three championships previously which which i was proud of but you know i wasn't you know, in my mind i wasn't done and you know riding bulls at you know at the highest level it, it it's day in and day out and there's just not very many people that have the stomach for that. But, <laughs> I'll say. <you> know, un- <laughs> I, 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 unfortunately for me, you know, I was just a slow learner. You know, I, I just I couldn't get enough of it. You know, just the competing, the it's like challenge, a drug, right? The, like a drug. Yeah, exactly. The, the you know the competing, the challenge, and, and 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 winning. You know, when you when you're doing when you're winning, you're on top, you're doing well. I mean, there's n- no better high than that. So I came back and I started riding again, in 95, and it's it's kind of like, you know. It refreshed, you know, I appreciate the fact that I was getting to do it. It's, it's kind of like now that I have Riker, you know, it's like another, another chance at, 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 life. You know, I experienced that with my first two sons, but now I get to, I get to do it again. That's kind of was my A new career. dose. Yeah. I come back in 95 and I'm just, you know, I, I, I rode with probably more effort, energy, passion, because I knew any day, I mean, you don't know when your career is going to end. I mean, might end tomorrow, might end today, or it might end in five years, and that's that's bull riding. That's that's that life. You never know. And the so, thing about it is, and I, here's
0: here's the deal with that is, is is the fact that people. I mean, when you hear bull riding, like you're a bull rider, they think you get up in the morning and you go, you go into a training hall or a facility, train all day, and, and that the rodeo is right there at the stadium. I don't know how that works. And the nightmare of that life is what's behind the the eight seconds. You you're on the back of that uh, of that thing that wants to kill you. Yeah. From the rodeo and to town to town, state state, city to city. Yeah, on nothing. I mean especially you guys and I'm buddies with bull riders mostly clowns. That, which are they <laughs> They're great. Crazier in a freaking rodeo clean yeah, that's
2: tough. Oh yeah. Well they, you know a bullfighter like you know, he'll have to face you know forty to, to, to sixty bulls a night. Hell I don't have to get on one or two. So
1: all right, so so you're so you're back in. You're, you're 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 riding hard. You're winning again. What and then what happens? And then,
2: uh, you know, that was it, that was in '95. I get to to the MGM. you I'm know, in the lead for a world championship. Uh, and the last, the last, the last round, I draw a bull it branded J31. It's called Bodacious. Well, you know, he was a monster that even the, even the good guys were afraid of, I just, I wouldn't, I wasn't smart enough to be afraid of
0: him. He's I, dangerous.
2: You know. I, I'd been on him a few times and I always, I always told my, my, my best friend, I said, you know, you know, I know I can ride him, but you know, I had trouble and difficulty holding onto my rope. So, you know, I said, if I can, what's, what's that means is you have to use more rods and get a stick here and you have to wrap your hand in a way that, it's not coming out. Hey, if you come out, if if, you, if your ass comes off, or you come off, you're you're going to drag for a while. And you know, it's how big was Bodacious? But but but, but, but that's that's the only way you can ride a well. How how well, big was he? he? He was about probably ni- 18, 1,900 pounds. <laughs> you no, know, but but what he what he was athletic, and you know, he, it would be like a like a defensive lineman playing corner. I mean, right, He was right. big. But ah, he was wait, wait a minute! It, it, wait, you, playing you quarterback usually, you, in a pee wee league.
0: <laughs> but, but 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 usually <laughs> when, usually when
2: they're that big, That's you know insane. they don't have the quickness. They don't you know don't have the athletic ability. He was right. he was athletic for being that that big and and he had grown. And I'd rode him previously. I'd rode him in '93 and still you know it was the best ride that I ever made because in order to ride him, you just had to do everything. You gotta perfect. go big. It's that uh, moment and, when
0: everything uh, comes together.
1: Yeah,
2: and so that and then I thought, you know, so I get in the last round. I'm in the lead for world championship, and I'm in my mind, I'm fixing to kick ass. You know, I'm, <laughs> I've done it before on him. Uh, like I said he, he, even the good guys were afraid of him, but I, I, I just wasn't. I, I, was excited about the challenges. I thought, you know, I'm gonna make the best ride ever, ever made. Well, mm-hmm. the first jump, you know, he developed kind of a habit where he'd kind of hesitate, and when he when a bull starts to take a jump, their front kind of comes up, and then they they kick with their back feet. Right. And so, in order to ride a bull like that, you kind of there's one one bull rider. That, you know, he kind of describes it as a you know as a horse jumping. You know, when a horse goes to jump a, a fence, you know, or in you know any question jumping, as he's going forward, you know, the rider has to go kind of kind of go forward, kinda, push them yeah, and kind of because. If you don't, if you get leaned back when they when they hit the ground and kick, you know they, they pull you down and you'll hit hit them and that, that that's what we refer to as being jerked down. Bodacious jerked down lots and lots of people. Well, Trust my them. style of riding, I never got jerked down. Okay, never just because of my you know the style that I rode with, I was always in a position where I wouldn't. But what happened on him the second jump, first or second jump, he throws his head back. I mean, I'm right in the middle in the Position you have to be to ride a bull, to, to ride him, and he throws his head back and just hits me in the face and just <laughs> breaks everything. Breaks, <laughs> he crushes. He crushes every. He crushed you know, your face. It, he breaks every bone from my from my lip. Up, just crush it, obliterated my nose. Uh, the funny thing is, it didn't. It didn't do anything. You know, didn't do anything to my teeth or anything. But you know, one. What was also. Kind of, kind of funny is that? <laughs> you know, I never lost consciousness, I, and I remember every small detail of it. That's today. not
1: funny, tough. That's not funny at all. I want it's, to oh, yeah, yeah,
2: dude, that's it's awesome. So, <laughs> so when I get up, I, I hit the ground, and I, and I get up, and I'm, I, I'm on my hands and knees. I get up, you know, they come out. yard right, I, I stand up, and I walk out, and you know, blood's running everywhere, and it's. And a, and a buddy of mine was walking next to me. His name was Bill. Bill a good friend of mine. And, I said, you know, I must have, I must have broke my jaw because when I bite down, my teeth don't touch together. Right. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he just said, uh, "This oh, yeah. hit me so hard and knocked my <laughs> teeth and, and, and crooked." So, so, so as I'm walking down, I'm, you know, I, I, I see <laughs> these people looking at me and their reaction. They're, they're like, and I, "I say, God, I, I look very good because these guys, you know, they're they, they're looking at me like I'm Frankenstein." So I, I turn. I'm going to go to the trainer's room where Doctor Freeman is. He's the you know, he's an orthopedic surgeon, one of the greatest doctors, smartest guys I've ever met. Right. But he said, You're not coming in here, get get your ass in the ambulance. So I go to get in the ambulance and the ambulance drivers, they're back watching the event. Amos was locked. So I sit down in a chair and I'm looking up on a monitor and uh, I'm watching Troy Dunn ride. Right. But I'm sitting there, I could just feel my Moving. my my face kind of swelling and <laughs> I, I i had to get my buddy bill i said hey you need to come help me dig these contacts out because my eyes are about to swell shut uh, uh, and i'm just <laughs> talking to him matter of factly you know okay
0: i just need is, to make a point here I, and the look th- the th- thing
2: is it, you know I, it it really wasn't if, if i watch it you know look you know it, it wasn't as painful i guess you know the adrenaline is, is, is Still pumping and, through and, your veins. Right. And it, it wasn't until, you know, I sat, yeah, you know, they got me in the ambulance and I laid down. As soon as I laid down, kind of relaxed a little bit. That's when, that's when it felt like somebody with a, with a hammer would just pound in my head.
0: Oh my. Repeatedly. Look, and that's but, a perfect you know, example of what, of what humans are capable of when they get to, to a certain. You know, brother. Right. And look, I I just need to put this into perspective for people who don't understand what it is he just said. Okay, help help them understand it. And if you watch the video, it's on TV. You can watch it on YouTube. Him getting hit. All right, most people think if you've been hit in the face with a baseball bat, it does. It's it's nothing compared because you're the someone's swinging at you. This two thousand pound animal is bringing something that is harder than (laughs) titanium, probably. In the same direction that your face your is going. face. And if you want, I mean, has, have you ever seen the Avengers when Hulk grabs Loki and just smacks him on the ground? <laughs> like that? that is basically the amount of power coming through that bull's face. I don't care if you've been in martial arts your whole life, and I have, and I've been kicked in the face so hard, I thought my teeth went out of my ass. <laughs> but they didn't. His teeth literally went, got hit so hard. I, it is awesome to watch him get hit like that. And uh-huh. then he took it. That ought to tell you about what kind of... Look, like you can say well, whatever you want. And you're humble. I get that, man. But what I I see out of my eyes is how tough people are in yeah. any situation. And somebody who gets hit like that normally would die. You know, yeah. lay down there and die. They would shut it down, yeah. quit, walk away. Dude, yeah, not... No, no. They would just lay there. He got up and like, you know, them old cowboys like, how do I look? that I look cool getting thrown? Like, Seriously, don't tell me you don't think that. You're like, oh, I got my ass thrown, but I look cool, right? It's because that's no, what it's up. I was, thinking, I was
2: just thinking, you know, I just blew a, I just blew a championship. Yeah, you know, I, was, all I right. was thinking I... I was thinking I suck.
0: That's, <laughs> that's what the champion in you was thinking, man. But the guy behind that's like, oh, what'd that look like? Holy and shit. then you were sitting there watching that, man. But I've seen them bulls rear back like that and to watch that hit. I mean, just the to get hit like you've never been hit like that. That's uh, my point. I guess, uh, I'm trying to make uh, right question. The question,
1: the question I mean, all right. So everybody, awesome. like, they're, they're listening right now, tough, and, and they're going, my God, I, you know. But the real interesting part of this is me is is what happened next to you you got in that all of a sudden your face is a mess what you have to endure after that
2: well that was in the middle of october and you know the national finals rodeo you know which is the biggest rodeo you know as a as a as a cowboy (laughs) it's where you want that's where you want to end up you know right you know as i told my you know, my youngest son was thinking about riding bulls and I didn't encourage him, nor did I discourage him. I said, you know, if that's what you want to do, uh, let me show you how that's it's fine. <laughs> but, but what I did do is, you know, I qualified for the national finals 12 times. I think there's only one other guy that qualified for more. Wow. I took him up, and showed him, you know, we have a truck room and I have you have a back number. And you have a, a, a picture of the top 15 guys. And I said, you know, every year, first of January, the year starts, and you've got probably a hundred and fifty to 200 guys that lot. are all gonna qualify for the national finals. Well, there's only, they only take fifteen. It's like it's like the, it's like Marcus when you know, I'm gonna be a SEAL. Well, you know, a lot of them a lot of guys, guys wanna do that. To be a yeah, seal, right, a lot now, of guys wanna do that. Not not very many people make it. No. Nope. And that's that's just the reality of it. And I said, these I said, but I just want you to understand that. I said, these are the, the best 15 guys in the world, that given year. And I said, the better you are, you know, the, it, it, it lessens your chance of being you know seriously injured or yadda right. yadda. I said, but that doesn't mean shit. I said, I said <laughs> so I'm going to show you. I said, and I, and I pointed them out. I said, I pointed out Lane Frost, Brent Thurman, Dwayne Keeley. I said, I watched every one of those guys die. hmm Wow. Less than twenty feet in front of me, yep. and I said, you know. And then you've got the, uh, you know, Terrell Davis. He's in a wheelchair. This guy's in a wheelchair. This guy's. In, I, I said, these are the best guys. And I said, I'm not telling you this to be negative or discouraging. So what true. I'm telling you is this shit is real. Right. right. And I hey. said, <laughs> I said any. I said so any any one ride can either change or end your life. And so if if you're okay with that and you can accept that, then well,
0: go for, that's what blows uh, away. that's what but, blows but, but, right. I, but
2: just just know just know what it is. This this shit's
0: real. Right. Wow, well, that's it's football. What, look, football is huge and it, it blows me away because the way that, especially the human kind of condition is around death, right? Yeah. They, they love the vi- Well, I guess exact, it's because people it's, don't really understand what a rodeo is because if you did, it would be bigger than NASCAR. Every time bigger. it was on because you're talking about a guy. A guy, right. It's more intense. Well, there's a guarantee boxing. somebody's going to die every time that bull comes out of the chute. I mean, it's, it's there's a guarantee that could that's,
2: happen. That's, that's a chance you think. But but the, the the thing is, he said, what happened next? Well, they do reconstructive surgery. They do got five, five or six <laughs> titanium plates. Yeah. And the national finals is six weeks later, less than six weeks later. I'm in the hospital for about a week. I fly home. I mean, my head had probably three times its normal size. <laughs> my son, Lane, was three at the time. And uh, it took me about five to 10 minutes to convince him that I was me when I got home because oh, wow. there was so much swelling and I, and I looked like, looked like a monster.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, you referred to it as like it was, was messed up. I mean, your hair gets yeah. messed up and your face <laughs> yeah. was crushed, brother. How many, how many bones you break in your face? Uh, every All one of them. them? Right. Every, every one of them. Right. There's not well. My point is, is man. There's not a lot of them. They're bigger. The, they're the maxillary, huge. Ethmo, yeah. All that stuff like that, man. They're yep. connected. So if you snap one of them in half, man, it's going to affect the others. And you took one right in the in the T, right, right in the T section, nose Just and mouth, right here.
2: Yeah, yeah. nose. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a nose. They had to they had to reconstruct the nose. Oh my but, god. But the thing is, is as I'm sitting there when I wake up from surgery, and I mean, my head is so big that I mean, it's literally at least two to three times its normal size and you know i've got a you know i've got a drain to what they did they cut me like ear to ear, ear, to ear. Pulled, pulled my face down and then had to go in and try to reconstruct it you know i don't i went through two surgeries it took about 13 and a half hours oh my god <coughs> Put it together,
0: right?
2: and uh so but the, but the thing is is that when i wake up and I, you know i look in you know i go take a leak and i and i look and you know Shit doesn't look very good. I said, "Well, I was ugly to begin with. I, I was hoping <laughs> it was. I was hoping I was gonna. I was gonna come out looking like James Dean and be cool and shit. But I, I was still ugly. Yeah. But the, but, <laughs> but the worst. The, the thing is that the mentality that that I had and the mentality you have to have in in that sport at that level was that in six weeks I'm like, I got to be well. In less
0: than six weeks, there so was
1: never a time in that like you're like. Well, there's no contract team. Back. There's not a contract I,
0: team, right? I, I, you well, don't play. You don't. You don't get paid. You, well, you just got to show up and ride. Yeah, right? but there's but no I'm con- talking
1: about it on a deeper level, though, bro. Because you you just skirted death, and you'd already watched your other friends die. You just skirted death, permanent brain damage, the whole deal, and all of a sudden now you're home. Your family doesn't recognize you're on the brink, but there's something inside you says. I got to get to this competition. What was, what was that? What was in your head?
2: I just had, I knew I had to be well. I got, I, I got to be well enough to compete in less than six weeks. And, uh, my son lane, he, he's sitting on my, sitting on my lap. and He was, uh, yeah, he, he, he would have been four. He, he would have just turned four because Trevor had just been born in September. so Trevor's only, you know, a couple months old mm-hmm. and Lane sits up and he looks at me and he said, you know, dad, no, he said, you know, tough. He, until he was like probably 10 years old, he never called me dad. He called me tough. And he <laughs> says, People say, does that offend you that he calls you tough? I said, I've been called worse than tough, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> to me. I, I was fine. He said, he looked at me and he said, tough. He said, if you draw bodacious again, you're going to have to chicken out. Mm. And I said, no, okay. <laughs> I said, I said, all right, deal. But the whole thing, I'm just thinking, I just got to be well. You know, I, I couldn't eat. you know, I, I, you, know you lose with with that kind of injury, you lose all sense of smell, gone. And so you don't oh, have yeah, sense. Yeah. Of, you don't have a you you don't you don't have you, you don't you don't have a sense of smell. You don't you don't have uh you know you can't taste anything, and and so then you have no appetite. So you try to force yeah. food down you. You try to drink. You know. Whatever, insure or just whatever to try to, but the, re, the, re, the 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 reality is is that I lost one came to, you know the NFR it's the first week of December, the doctor Freeman who's my my most trusted doctor, he's one of my best friends so and I went I went and saw him, I said well I said can I can I ride he said you know he said I would talk to you know the, the surgeon that, that did the reconstruction he was he was in Vegas. Uh, he said, but you know, from what I see, it's it's totally up to you. You're obviously well, well, you're from, obviously weight, but because I've lost nearly, nearly you 26 pounds. I've, I've lost nearly you 26 pounds. And I
1: most people would take this, most people in the world tough would take that as a wake up call to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to quit. I don't need to go any further. I got my life. That's it. So what is driving you to get back in the ring? That's because
2: that's that's what I do. That's what I did. That's that was my life. That's
0: what you, are. It's what it you
2: are. It wasn't even a consideration of, you know, my, my mindset is when, when can I, when can I ride again? When can I, was it, I'm is it the
1: mind? is it the competition or is it you and the animal? Is it's, it, is it the, for, for, what is
2: for, it for me is, you know, I started riding when I was four years old and that was what I wanted to do. And that's, that, you know, and once I realized that dream, like Mark said, it's like a drink. You can't get enough of it. You can't, right? you can't, you know, winning I mean, it, one, everything, winning right? one, you know, you, if you win one, you want to win another. And it's just, it's True. just, you're, you're, I was, I was addicted to the, to all of it, you know, and what it, what it, what it brought, you know, it, it brought a career, you know, turned into a, a lifestyle. career and a profession. And that's what, that's what I did. And so right. you, my, my mind is like, I'm not, there's never even a consideration of i'm I'm not gonna do this anymore um it's like when when can I when can I get what when can I get on and so I go see the surgeon and he says, uh, you know if you if if you feel like you can then then you can he said, you know as far as your your injury he said, you know what if you get hit in the face, it'll break and tear shit up, but if nothing had happened to you at all, you get hit in the face, it'd break and tear shit up too so
1: <laughs> those are
0: awesome <laughs> doctors. I love those guys. We
1: need to get those guys on speed it, it, dial. It, it, it's not. It's,
2: it's not a big deal. He said. It's, but it's up to you. The, the one thing that, and I'm usually a pretty objective, realistic person in terms of you know knowing my capabilities or you know knowing what I. I'm, I'm not a big. Well, I can do this when in the back of my mind, I probably can't do it right now. Maybe I can do it later if I work at it. Yada but. This was probably one of the few times that I probably shouldn't have ridden, but I but I did. But the reality of it was, you get on ten bulls at the national finals. You know, I rode I rode five, and looking at the shape that I was in, I, I probably shouldn't have rode any. You know, right? Because because I didn't have any strength. But it was just the, the one thing I always told myself is that it's okay not to win first. It's okay not to be the champion that day that year. But the one thing that I, that I I couldn't live with, that I can't live with is the fact that knowing that I quit, that I gave up. And so that's, that was my Amen. daily thing, you know, and, you know, whenever, you know, Lane Frost, you know, and I became great friends and, you know, he was very popular with everybody and, you know, he always signed autographs and he mm-hmm. said, well, you didn't sign autographs. Well, I didn't sign autographs because people didn't ask me for my autograph. You know, I would never "Hey, buddy, you want my autograph?" <laughs> kind of guy. But but, but but when you know when people would start asking for them, you know, it's funny when I when you know I see I see your, your show is that I would always write, you know, "Bear down, try hard, and never quit," and then in capital letters I would put "never," because that's that's the only reason that I ever had any success at what I did. And there were a lot of guys that were better than me, you know, athletic, you know, more talented. But when you, when you ride bulls and you ride riding them at that level, it, it's kind of like it. I don't know how to put it, maybe, but you kind of got to bullshit yourself just a little bit in the <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> you got to say, just you know, a what? little just bit. Say, hey. you, you tell yourself, well, you know, it's, it's not that bad. And, you know, it's not that dangerous because you have to focus on, you know, riding bulls is like. No different than you know him shooting a rifle. Uh, Steph Curry making a jump shot. It, it's fundamentals. The, what what makes you good? Basics or, to perfection. Or good or bad or great. You know you have to do fund- fundamentally. You have to do things correctly. And so riding bulls is the same thing. So if you're not focused on doing everything correctly and putting all the effort and energy with that, if you're thinking, oh, I could. You know, I could get hurt. I hope I, you know, hope I don't get stepped on. Hope I don't get. You can't worry about any of that shit because your job is to make the whistle. Your job is to okay. to ride. And and this is what I
0: would. But here's the this is
2: what I would tell myself. This is how right kind of whacked I am in, in the, you know because I would I would use more rods and I would tie my hand in there like nobody would because I always had difficulty hanging on 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 my rope. Some guys have problems. Some guys don't. Has something to do with your grip, but whatever. But I would tell myself, you know what? The worst thing that can happen to me today is that I can die, and I'm gonna die one of these days anyway. So if this is it, this Might is as well it. be something I love. So just just go do it, and that's kind of a screwed up way of thinking. But that's just you know, I didn't. Get, no, I, I, wasn't I wasn't afraid of dying. I wasn't afraid of being hurt. Up. No, I would hey, just say, no, hey, that's... you know what? What I I would I would much rather die or be hurt than just give up you know i'd see you see a lot of guys get on and you know they just don't put out any effort to stay on they just let go second third fourth jump and i said you know what i would slip my wrist before i do that before i jump off right you know the last thing the last thing in, in in my mind was just just don't quit that's it that's that's the only asset i really had was i just would not quit well, well, That's
0: the craziest thing about humans is they fear death. And it's the one absolute that's coming. You're going to die. Well, people compartmentalize
1: it because they're taught to be afraid of death.
0: Well, they're right? afraid of pain. They're and afraid. They're, you're they're, right. that, that's all it is. And, and the difference between the people who can live more life than people who can, is the amount of pain you can take. And I mean, that's, that's the thing about it. And the, the great part of your never quit story is when you're talking about, yeah, you know what, man, no one. I, I threw a lot, of, a little extra rosin on that rope, since then a little tighter because I <laughs> wasn't afraid of death, and that's the way I. That's the the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I want to know about the song in your head that you start singing, and and when you're talking about getting back on the bull after you get killed like that, it's the same way for everybody. No matter if you're that kind of person, so he's not a. I mean, yeah, he competes in bull riding, but he is a bull rider. I. That's his identity, right? I mean, that's the reason you get back on—not for the money or like that. But get back no, on. That's why he's, when yeah. he's done riding. You never ride. He's, he's a the good money. parent, right? Yeah. I was—we were Navy SEALs because I wanted to be a rifle carrying medic, sniper. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. All the way across the board. Football players, football players play football. Right. Com- you know, guys on the team and the whatever who play for the money. Right. You can see the difference in them. Oh, And it's for when sure. they get their ass kicked and hurt, it doesn't matter. Because it's not about the win and loss. It's about but, being out but, in the battle. It's about uh, being on the back of that animal. But right? I'm gonna
1: challenge you though on this. I'm gonna challenge both of you because I'll tell you what. I I, I you know, I was a football player growing up and I love athletics. That was my dream. But when I went on to become a Navy SEAL, it, it changed, right? Because there was the existential reality of death every single day. And there's like you're saying, tough. There's a fuel in that. There's a drive in and those and, and it and it contorts, it literally alters. The cultural influences you've had growing up, and all those different things that normal society deems that all right, you can't get in that arena because you might die. But 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 now what we're hearing is from the age of four, and when he first started riding, it's like that's the go. And he and like he said every day, he hopped on that bull. He knew he could die, but it didn't matter. It was the ride. It was
2: it it was just. It was just, it was just everything about it. You know, for, for me, that's, that's what I was and that's where I wanted to be. And I, and I didn't give a shit really about, you know, you know, nothing else. And, you know, you know, I always told my kids, you know, and they're, they're great kids. They're very well-rounded. They, they're good at a lot of sports. And I said, but I said, if if you want to do something, if you want to be great at something, then that's, that's what you do. That's what you are. You, you're nothing else, you know? It's 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 like Walt Garrison was a twenty four seven the cowboy. He played for, he played for the Dallas Cowboys, but he was a rodeo cowboy too, and he was a cool one of the coolest guys I've ever met. You know, running back during the uh, stallback whenever they were winning Super Bowls and playing golf with Walt Garrison in the charity tournament. He said, "You know what? Show me a good golfer." And he said, "I'll show you some of a bitch that can do nothing else." Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, Tiger Woods didn't this that or the other. He played golf every day. That's all he was every day. That's why. Yeah, that's, why that's he's true. Great. Yeah, you know, and for me, that's all you know. Bull riding—that's all I thought about. You know, riding in in Denver one night. You know, flying to, you know, Nashville the next afternoon. You know, I'd get on. You know, I had an airplane where I, mean, I remember one day r- riding Cheyenne, Wyoming in the afternoon, riding uh, you know, rodeo Manhattan, Kansas that night, and be back in my. I'd, I'd be home in my bed in Bowie, texas by midnight and i'd, I'd be up the na- i'd be up the next morning early to fly somewhere else or another because whenever i was competing you know for the first 10 years i competed hell i would go to a, to a 100 to 125 rodeos a year
1: that's huge what 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 our listeners are wondering right is and, and we get asked this all the time when we're out there speaking and doing what we do and all that and i know you get this a uh, what what made you want to become a Navy SEAL? What made you what got into you where like this is the life I have to live? What was what was the purpose that ignition point for that purpose that drove drove you towards that life where that's all you wanted? Where did it start and why?
0: It, born into it. I I I, mean, I, was, years the, years old,
1: I was the
2: youngest of of seven kids. I had great parents. Um, you know, but we were very, you know, Ill very average, you know, you know, my dad, you know, worked three jobs, worked seven days a week. You know, vacations were what people, other people did. We didn't go on vacation. (laughs) You know, and when we get out for summer, uh, you know, from the time I was eight till I went to college, when we get out for summer, it wasn't vacation for us. You know, we all had a job. I mean, our our parents provided us a great, you know, place to live and some clothes. If you want anything additional, you had to, you job. better go but, earn it. But the, but the most important thing my parents taught us was work ethic and independent. You know, be able to take care of yourself where you don't have to rely on you know somebody else to take care of you. You know, and so by the time I was 15 years old, I was living at home, but I was I was pretty much on my own, independent of my parents. You know, other than I still live here and I talk to me, but you know, I never right. you know. It was just, it was just my my mentality. I say, you know, they don't, they don't owe me anything. They don't, I don't expect them to give me money. You know, even, even on the days of college when you want to call home, hey, can you send me a couple hundred bucks? I just would never do that because you know, it's, it's not up to them to take care of me. It's up to me to take. It's on me. It's up to me to take care of me. And so, you know, just once I, you know, I started riding when I was four. And that's all I wanted to be. You know, there there was one other time whenever, you know, I grew up around horse racing. I used to, I mean, the last two years I was in high school, I'd get up and go to work. And I would ride anywhere from six to 10 racehorses, exercise and work them on the racetrack. And that, when I was 15, I was real small. It's 5, 410 pounds. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll get to be a jockey and ride races and, you know, jockeys that, around horse racing, you know, they're the rock stars, you know, they're the seals, you know, they're the cool guys, you know, that's the people, you know, they show up, you know, and they're, you know, they're, they're just cool. I always got, I always got them a sports car and a hot girl. And when you're a kid, that looks pretty, 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 pretty
1: neat. Pretty good. But anyway, I have that, but then,
2: you know, all all I cared about, you know, I didn't play other sports. Uh, you know, all I want to do is ride and, and, and I sucked for so long when I was young. I would get on and just get slammed, slam, slam. But, you know, I just kept getting on, kept getting on, kept getting on. And, you know, when Mark's talking earlier, you know, people think that, well, they go into this gym and you know, and there's guys are, you know, is this sport has evolved like, a, a, you know, guys are probably in better shape and nutrition. I, you know, but I, I, I was never a big workout guy. I, I was always like, you know, how good a shape do you have to be in? It's eight seconds, you know. But I was I was always in pretty good shape because riding racehorses got me in the best shape of my life. If you ever look at a jockey, you know, he's toned and, I mean, there, no. he, you, you don't have no, no, a guy no. there. Yeah. And so that that's what got me in the best physical shape, and, and I think it helped with my balance, and I think I probably did more for my bull riding. But riding racehorses, riding bulls, there's only one other experience that I have done that even compares to it is, is I got to fly uh, – well an F sixteen with a Thunderbird. Wow, and that's and cool. That, that's there that cool. was nothing cooler than that. I mean <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. It, it is and, cool, you know, the, cool. The man. funny thing about it is, that, is is I kinda like, you know, it, you know, whenever you know, I got to meet Marcus, I, I I told him, I said, you know, I've I've got to meet a lot of famous people. Uh, and I'm not a Star Trek guy, I'm very, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of anyone who is successful because I know how hard it is to be successful at whatever you successful. do. Successful. Uh, right. but you know, I'm not, ooh, uh, you know, but yeah, but when I met Marcus, I was starstruck because when I, when I read his, when I read his, when I read his book, when I read Lone Survivor and I, and, and I, and I gave it to my son and, and he read it and I said, every, every American should be mandatory that they read this. Amen. And, but because of the, the, you know, the first part, you know, was impressive, you know, his story is just over the top, unbelievable. But but what 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 you have to do to become a Navy SEAL, okay? You guys are the the, the toughest, smartest son of bitches on the planet. There's no there's oh, no disputing that. I mean, the the, the the things that you have to endure. You know, the shit I did was eight seconds at a time. Hell, really? You? I mean, <laughs> how? It can't be that bad. But it but it, but it's the same thing. There's no way that you can get to the level that. You guys, that unless that's what you are, you didn't. You you wasn't. Who you was You wasn't. You, you, you wasn't. Say, well, I'm off for the weekend. <laughs> Everybody
1: wants to be a frogman hey, on, on Fridays. Fridays. <laughs> you know,
2: when, when the weekend came, you were a seal on Saturday. You were a seal on Sunday, and when you wake up Monday, you're a seal. Well,
1: what's well, tough. One of the things when people are listening to the show and and they're trying to figure out your purpose was riding, right? You got on a horse and it clicked for you, and that that was it. For us it was finding the teams and allowing that to unlock our purpose. And, and, and so, you know, one of the challenges out there is, is if people aren't exposed to a lot of outside things, you know, it's challenging for, for, for them to find, you know, because they're, they're so inundated with fear and, and they're taught not to go out and fail and try new things and all that. You know, what, what do you say to, to what's happening about you know uh, around people right now and in society and where we're going, man. I mean, how do we change that?
2: It, you know, it's, it's just it's just crazy. I think you know, you know, it, again, back to my kids. You know, I, we, we try to shelter them too much, and you know, everybody's afraid of this and afraid of that. You know, you, you know, we were just raising a different generation. You know, it's just different. I'm sure. You know, I know I know the toughness that I have. I got it from my parents because I, 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 seen it. My, my, my dad was this, my dad had, a, had, so. had three heart, heart attacks in a week, went to the hospital, <laughs> they, that misdiagnosed it. And so, but he nearly, <laughs> he nearly died. That's and hard. So he gets to, He gets to the hospital. The, the doctor says, uh, Hey, uh, you're, you're not doing very well. And he's, this is what he tells the doctor. He said, well, I got to get out of here. I got to get back to work. The guy says, well, you're, you're not going back to work. He said, yeah, I got to get back to work. He said, no, sir, you don't understand. You're not even supposed to be alive. You had three heart attacks in a week. He said, but I need to operate on you now. He said, but you'll never make it because you're not strong. I have to get you strong enough so I can operate on you. So he waits, waits the day Operate on they, they. He nearly dies three times. Wow. During They do all these bypasses. This fruit gets out. and So, so he's talking to this guy, uh, He's talking to this attorney about, the guy I said, well, well, tell me what happened. He said, well, I had a little, you know, a little pain in my chest. And He said, well, how severe was it? And he said, oh, I wasn't that bad. He said, you know, I guess it'd be, you know, somebody just you know hit you in the chest with a baseball bat, something like that. But, it, you know, it, it wasn't bad, you know.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: tough. This is,
0: this That's this, hard this, as nails, right, is, is, I mean, this, <laughs>
2: that was his mentality. I just a, he was just a tough T- physically tough Well,
0: Oh, ain't too bad. You've been, uh, you know, you've been running by a dump truck. <laughs> it's not that bad. I, I only had on my left side. And that's why I got, but it's all right, though. <laughs> I can still move my uh, fingers. And my, my mother's that, the same, same
2: way. She's, I mean, just physically, she was, I mean, she's 87. She's still, I mean, she drove to Lubbock yesterday. She, she, uh, by she had to deal with our
0: dads. My mother's a tough, <laughs> oh, I, mean, me. I mean, Don't disrespect mom.
2: She had to get, she had to have a surgery performed on her. And, and the doctor says, hey, this is really going to take it out her. You're going to have to help her do everything for at least two or three days. And you know she won't be able to do anything on her own. But I'm sleeping in her room. This is the day they brought her back out of recovery about five or six o'clock. She goes to sleep. So I'm asleep. I hear this rattling around midnight. She's out of the bed dragging her IVs. I say, you need to help me? And she's one of them. No, do I look like I need any goddamn help? Leave me alone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so she marches in there,
2: goes back, He marches back, and, you know, she was, they were just, I mean, they were held lot tougher yeah, than I was. Yeah, cut
1: from that cause. You know, yeah. she okay. she, okay. One like, a yeah. story about her, she says, one day she said, hey,
2: well, I got I got something going on with my gallbladder and whatever. I said, okay, well, just let me know if I need to do anything. About three weeks later, she calls me, and says, so said, I got that gallbladder deal fixed. I said, excuse me? She said, yeah. I, 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 she was living in Albuquerque time her doctor's in love. Right. she drives the lover by herself goes in the lady says who's with you? she said nobody I said well somebody has to be with you you know take care of you after the surgery because they go and take, take her out day surgery and let her go so she, yeah. the nurse said somebody has to be with you she said no they don't nurse said I she said no god damn it they don't and,
0: and so, so the
2: doctor comes in and and she's friends with a doctor elderly guy and he says uh are you aware the nurse says are you aware no one's with her and he kind of rolls his eyes and say says yes the nurse said well, what are you gonna do she said well when I, when I get out of here i'm gonna get a cab to the motel room and then i'm gonna get up in the morning and drive home awesome. well that's what that's what she did and didn't wouldn't, t- wouldn't tell me or my sisters till it was over didn't that's, yeah, that's yeah, cool y'all, y'all got very I mean, you know, good the- So now in that doctor's office, there's this big sign that says, you know, they wouldn't, you know, no procedure would be done unless you're accompanied by someone. Right.
1: That, that's that's yeah, her. That's sign. awesome. That's well, I mean,
0: awesome. you got to understand. I mean, doctors these days they hand out shit for colds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, man, it's hard. There was home remedies. You didn't go see the doctor unless you were jacked up. I mean, well, <laughs> jacked and I say, and I, up, and that's why that generation, man.
2: I grew up around horse racing, so. We, we went to the vet. My dad's best friend was a veterinarian. We when we were kids, we went to the you're vet. The we, kids go
1: to the vet. <laughs> the kids went to the vet. <laughs> 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 so, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I love. Vet, you know, tough that comes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this section off, and we and what I think what now we you know when we get into the after actions, we're gonna say the how to and in the lessons that you're teaching your boys, the lessons that those exact lessons and 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 that's good. So we really Marcus and I just can't thank you enough for coming on, sharing your greatest never. I knew quit. it was I knew it was, I knew it was going to be good, it. man. We blew through that. I, I mean, you called it. I mean, it was remarkable. You touched everything. You, you hit everything that oh. our listeners need to hear that they want to hear and hopefully and I know in my heart that your story is going to have an impact on a, on a lot of people. Tough. Oh so, man! Thank you so well, much, honored, sir. I'm honored for to be on. on
2: the show. I'm it's, it's a pleasure. You know, visiting with you guys. You guys are are heroes to me. I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hey, hope, all you right. hope, hope you had a fun. <laughs> I had fun. I had a ball. Let's get them in that after action.
1: All, all right. right. So that's all we got. Thank you, sir. What I love about Tuff is his perspective on why he did it, right? right? To be the best. I mean, to ride, To imagine this, Marcus. I mean, it's like, you know, we do incredible amount of runs. We do CQB, we'll, we'll go through a house, what, 20, do 20 runs in a day. But that, you know, at, this, a, minimum. at a minimum, this guy is saying, all right, I'm going to ride 10 bulls in a day.
0: Yeah, the great part about him is his unique perspective and how he chased all he's like I, I got in shape for bull riding riding bulls <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah you know, I mean, exactly <laughs> i mean to a layman that would make total sense. i mean you know what i mean when you break everything down not mechanical bulls not the rope yeah, no. or not with the leather it just i wasn't in the gym I mean, Yeah, I, I just made sense to me well of course it makes sense because it's ultimate logic,
1: and I think you know in I mean? modern society we we confuse we we throw a lot of additional things in terms of performance that really don't need to be in the mix. Right? Sure, and I get
0: why they don't you don't do that is because injury, and I want to do this for a long time. But okay, it, that wasn't that makes even sense. a matter of perspective to him. No, and he's got a, another thing about them boys who come up from nothing. All right, I mean he when is. he's like, I, I just want to make something of myself. We well, didn't well, have most, nothing. Most people want to make something themselves. They go to school. They get educated. They go, you know, they go out into the world. And, right. And it's there's no date, no real. Get, look, man, walking out of the house is damn. True, dangerous. true, but
1: real existential danger. Right. right exactly. Yeah.
0: On purpose. Yeah. Purposefully. Purpose, Pur- only, only the military and and a, f- a handful and riding, of other and riding two thousand pound animals. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Put their balls on a string. Right. And we both. And both of our careers started because we were there with our friends. Yeah, yeah. You just want to keep hanging out with them, and that's the same thing we talked about, man. He, he, you know, you made sure you are the best uh, you could be, or be the best because your friends are the best. Yeah, and you want to hang out with them. Yeah, so I better learn how to ride this damn thing. Well, and I want to ride it better than you. Yeah, and if you're hanging out with that's the. Be- I mean, the one thing about teams, man, is that when we're hanging out with each other, we feed off of each other. We don't allow ourselves to go the other way. Yeah. No, mediocrity is not a part right, of the and that's, mindset. And that's why we rotate the guys in and out of the platoons. And I used to always ask like, why didn't we stack? Why don't we got all these awesome guys when we stack? I mean, cause there, there's so many different faces in the platoons when we get back, especially from, yep. they separate us. And I'm like, why, why do you do that? I didn't really learn until I was in a, ro- a leadership role. I was like, Hey, look, man, it, it, the younger just, guys got to learn. Right. And that's each one of these guys has a strength. That the platoon needs that one of the other guys doesn't have. Yep. I mean, the way I was raised is the same way we roll on the teams, man. And when you look at it like that, when you step back, and like, all right, man, what is this guy capable of? What can he do? He can do that, and this one, he, you know, he can't. Yeah. I wasn't a breacher. You know, right. I, was, I was a medic. Yep. So all that comes into play, and that's the same thing. I mean, we try so hard to stay online to do that because we want to hang out with them guys, and ultimately, that's what it starts. Well, it's the with culture them.
1: of friendship. It's the culture that where tough came from the culture of wanting to be the best, that drive, that never quit mindset that we were able to hear. And I think one of the things, the lessons for you out there listening right now, when you think about it, you don't have to have the perfect environment, the background. What you have to have is a passion that launches you, a dream. Then you have to have the desire to work harder than everybody else. And to do so with a group of people around you that challenge you and push you and push you to that next level. And once you get there, To stay there, no matter what happens, no matter if your face gets smashed in, no matter if you almost get killed in in a particular environment, you get back up on that bull, you take, you throw your hand in there, you cinch it down harder than everybody else, and you go for the ride.
0: Right. I mean, to look at it from the perspective of a fan of anything... I mean, football, for example. There's the, the, the fanatical football fans, and there's a reason why we love football. It brings us together as a community when we go to the stadium or in the house at a party, watching a game on Sunday or something like that. Right? Rodeo is a way for country folks who've been doing this their whole lives and so is their family, right? right? And they it, all love that, and it's, it's a kind of a dynamic where you get to hang, because they love hanging out with each other. That's yep. the beautiful part about it. And then you watch the rodeo go down, it's, there's more going on around the rodeo than there is a, 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 in the particular arena. Absolutely. You know, and I'm sure you've seen it's that. State fairs, everything. everything like yeah. Done. And that's, that's just, it's community getting together. And that's this is one of the things that that, that uh, the way we grew up out here, we like doing. And, and it's an ultimate test. It, it is one of the coolest
1: things. I, I love having Tough on. He really represents that never quit spirit to reach the pinnacle of his profession. Coming from nowhere, doing the things that he loves doing, and really, you know, becoming that special man. And I think one of my favorite parts, I know you and I were were thinking the same thing is that the fact that he's got that little baby right now at 50 plus years old, man. I think he's gonna have a lot of fun with that. Oh, he's he's gonna he's in a whole new chapter of his life to take all those experiences, put them into that child, so that child. Not only is going to be tough like tough, but also going to be incredibly wise and
0: blessed in his life. Oh, well, he has the—I mean, he's got the grandfather mentality too. Yeah. And grand. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kid doesn't like to hang out with his granddad because of, of the way they are? They act right. Yeah. I mean, they teach you the things to do. They don't. They let you get hurt when you when you when you need to get hurt, and they'll jerk a knot in your ass quick. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows. man, they don't they don't mess around at all. I mean, I I truly believe that even even the millennial generations, man, when they become grandparents and they grow up, you know, when you're a grandparent and it's that generation removed to to your when you have your grandchildren in there, you watch over and protect. Great part you can give them back, yeah. (laughs) But you don't take shit. No, (laughs) and that only comes from being around a long time. Being around a long time, I love it. That ain't happening in this house. I
1: love it. so, there you have it folks. Thank you so much for for uh, coming on board on this ride with with tough heatman the world's greatest cowboy, the Michael Jordan of the rodeo world. you know, I think we learned a, a a great lesson now, if you're inspired and you're really excited about what you heard and and fired up and I you know and that's our mission we want to ignite the fire in your gut to get out there and go start living your greatest never to quit story. And If you want to know more or visit us, you know, please don't forget to visit and, and listen to the rest of the shows at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast or tnqpodcast.com where you can visit and see all our other shows. Go check out our merchandise. We've got great cool t-shirts. We've got great stuff there for you to take a look at. We've got a, a host of amazing. If you have a company, a small business, a big business, if you've got a team, Check out the Team Never Quit speakers. We've got a whole host of great people that can come and motivate, inspire, and teach your teams and groups how to never quit themselves. Um, And, you know, and if you're what we're looking for out of you, really the give back to us, if you have a great never quit story yourself, go to the website, submit that never quit story to us. We'll take a look at them. We'll review them. If they're good, there's a chance Marcus and I will read it on the air. And if they're really good, I mean exceptional, there's a real good chance that Marcus, what are we going to do?
0: Bring him on the show.
1: You're going to come on the show with us. You're going to either call in or come on, and you're going to tell your story. We're going to interview you, and we're going to want to hear it. So don't forget to do that. Well, I always love to end every show, Marcus, as you do too, with a thank you. So in my life, I want to thank... You know, all y'all here at the Team Never Quit podcast group, Wizard, you, Marcus, I want to thank my teammates in the past, my friends, my family, and in particular, you know, I just want to thank all the people that I've seen that were able to get back up on that bull like tough. Thank you, tough, and get back in a fight. And my last one is just thank God for giving me that inspiration as well, too. Marcus?
0: Thank the good Lord for putting me down here, giving me all my abilities to my friends and teammates for helping me find them. And yeah, the boss lady for marrying me and God. giving me, giving me this wonderful life that we have right now, and everybody out there who's listening and, and, and uh, hopefully taking something away from this and taking something away from what Tuff said—that it's the simple things in life that are the most important. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing, and uh, you know, love, love every day like it was the last one. I think is probably a good way to sum him up. Right? Amen. Yeah. So, uh, thanks again. God bless. We're out. Ah,
1: we're out.